Hello and welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today. And joining alongside me are my lovely, lovely co-hosts. It's Anthony. Hey, what's up? And it's Shabazz. Hello, hello, hello. You know, this is a Mainer. You know, this is another Mainer. Another Mainer a week later. Look at us. We are just staying committed to, you know, to the process. It's almost like there's no strike happening. That's impacting the content. You know, that we're (laughs) impacting the content that we're releasing. I'm thinking, like Uh, I said, I'm going on strike. I'm thinking I'm going on strike. I just... mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for a contract so I can go on strike. <laughs> Got you. Like, do you think anyone's going to notice that Anthony's gone? I'll be honest with you. Wow. Let's, let's, eh? let's be real. No, 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 I'm not kidding. Right no, we're, no we're, we'll notice. We'll notice that you're missing. Uh, but what you do may also notice right now is that we are recording remotely today. So if you are listening to this on the podcast feed and you want to, you know, want to look at our faces a little bit more, go ahead and go and watch us on YouTube so you can actually see our bedrooms you could see or our studios you could see our our faces you could see all of the loveliness that you know brings a movie podcast episode to your door which is, is amazing uh shabazz how are you doing today yeah, i'm doing all right man i am uh living life to the fullest and i've got a bit of a cough uh so it sucks um but other than that man you know just i'm trying to not think about the sadness of movies kind of going away right now it's funny because we are recording remotely. Movies are being delayed. I'm like, hold on a second. Did we just go back in time to like 2020? Because that's what it feels like right now. It feels like we have gone, turned back the clocks back to the time where movies were being delayed. We couldn't record together. And then now uh, here we are. Um, Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's uh, It's been a long week this week. We've had like so many things, like a lot of events, even though there's and we there's not a lot of things, but we had the talk to me uh, movie last week. We had the interview. We had Oppen. We watched we watched Oppenheimer, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's yeah, a lot of things happening. Even though um, Hollywood's kind of on pause, but yeah, it's uh, it's been yeah, it, interesting. It's been interesting for sure, and yeah, it, it turned into an unexpectedly busy week as it has been. Um, as we move forward into August, you know, our episodes and our kind of releases are going to be looking a little bit different because there might be some gaps because of you know interviews and um, things like that aren't really happening. Also, movies are starting to be pushed out a little bit. So as we know more, as things start happening, guess what? You're already in the right place. We're going to let you know exactly what that's going to look like because this is the movie podcast you can catch brand new episodes all throughout the week and every single monday you could catch a brand new episode a new a new mainer that we i think throughout all of august um it'll be safe to say that we'll have our main episodes back because there's so much news to talk about in the world of movies in the world of shows in the world of entertainment you're in the best spot so stay here if you want to follow us on all socials that'd be so lovely we would so appreciate you for that um you can follow us at the movie podcast on instagram twitter tiktok and letterbox and check out our show notes below because like i already said you could watch this on youtube if you want to see our lovely faces you could also join our discord so we have some great conversations going on in the discord chat right now for all of the incredible movies that are out you don't want to miss any of that so join our discord i mean what am i what am i missing there's there's so many incredible episodes of our show out already that you could watch like uh anthony and shay spoke about with talk to me you could go check out their review of that 
on Tuesday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the first day that it's out, because why wouldn't you? You love us. Um, you could check out their interviews with the directors of Talk To Me. You don't want to miss it. It's already up on YouTube if you want to see the video version. But if you're waiting for the audio version, it will be on Tuesday. So look forward to that now i just want to like let's let's get right into it today you know we've been changing it up a little bit with the main episodes let's start things off about what we're watching and shabazz i'd love for you to start us off what we're watching anthony's already given us a little bit of a of a spoiler that we got to see oppenheimer and imax finally so i would love for you to tell us what you're watching and we'll get the conversation going yeah for sure so i mean yes oppenheimer in 70 millimeter imax had a chance to check that out and i felt like my life had changed after watching it it was <laughs> crazy it was insane it was a theater experience that i haven't felt in a very very long time since i was a kid i would say um i wanted to go back and revisit pearl harbor for a bunch of reasons a oppenheimer b josh uh, hartnett and uh man it's a it, it's it's a it's a rough movie but there's some like jankiness to it that like you can't help but enjoy uh, so i rewatched that um, we watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Haunted Mansion. I'm watching The Righteous Gemstones. I'm loving this season so far. It's so funny. And I'm so glad they got picked up for a fourth. And of course, we have Talk to Me as well, which we have our uh, interview out with the directors in the review. Yeah. Now, you mentioned uh, Righteous Gemstones. I'm a couple episodes behind right now. But how would you say it? How, how has it been, I guess, compared to the previous season to season two so much better because we're at season three it's better than season two. Oh my god yeah season two i, I wasn't a huge fan of there was um, yeah there was just there wasn't really much happening in it for me uh but season three is really good it seems to have like an identity it seems to know where it's going and what it's trying to do and i've been really enjoying that fact that's great anthony how about yourself jump on in you've we've obviously we got to go watch oppenheimer together in imax which uh i remember so i, I took my dad to go see it uh last monday or tuesday and I remember just the feeling of my my heart in my stomach when, you know, you see the full screen being taken up. And it, we're going to talk a lot more about Oppenheimer and IMAX very, very soon. But tell us kind of your just your top of the head experiences with seeing it in that format. Unreal. Like, unreal. The, the movie just, the moment it starts, it's like you're, you're just sucked in. And they really, like, that opening sequence is just really impactful. But I'm so glad that... <laughs> A 70 mil IMAX screen is just down the street for me, even though like, and I, I think about all the people <laughs> who don't have to, that experience near them and they have to like venture or figure it out. But my gosh, it's really the only way to watch that film. It's yeah. My second viewing is the better viewing and it was emotionally more impactful than the first for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's I can't I don't want to spoil too much because we're going to we have something special down the road. But yeah. Oh, and it's not the IMAX actual theater down the road, or is it down the road? We don't know. Uh, but what else have you been watching this week, Anthony? Uh, talk to me. Like with, I watched it with Shay, one of probably the best horror film of 2023, and I want to almost say like one of the most surprised movies for me of 2023. We I, we probably will have like an episode on you know our favorite movies of 2023, but this one. Like it's up there. It's up there with Oppenheimer. It's up there with Barbie. It, it's just really, really well done and really, you know, just the the whole idea of horror and how you can still make a movie like this in today's age. It's just fantastic. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, which we have our review out for. Righteous Gemstones. I'm all caught up with Shay as well as Dark Side of the Ring, which is that documentary on mm-hmm. past wrestlers and their dark side of, and the dark side of wrestling. Uh, this week was Bam Bam Bigelow. If you ever, you ever, 
Do you remember? I forgot which WrestleMania was. Was uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor, which was a huge, huge WrestleMania because Lawrence Taylor was a football player, and it was the first time really like an athlete was involved that was not part of the wrestling world, and kind of was infused with the wrestling world and got them to actually fight someone, which was interesting. But then his whole life, which was tragic. Uh, and I watched Conspiracy, which is an HBO movie. Uh, it came out a really long time ago, stars uh, Stanley Tucci and Kenneth Branagh. And it's a pretty sad story. It's a pretty like, it's an awful story. It's the story of um, the the German, because we're watching Oppenheimer, I, I kind of dived into all these World War II movies and TV series. And this one talks about or focuses on the story of how German, the German soldiers or the top German leaders figured out what to do with the Jewish people in Germany. And it's really, it's like one of the most, it's interesting, but it's also absolutely evil because it's just how people are just discarded. And it's a, it's a really good performance driven TV series or TV movie. And it's also really important to watch. I think it's, 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 it's actually shocking and I couldn't believe it when I watched it because it's something that's so top secret that a lot of people don't know about it. But yeah, it's um, it's on HBO. I think it's Oh on, well, it came out in two thousand one. Holy Yeah, it's on so it's on ago. Crave here in Canada. I believe it's on HBO in the States, but very, very well done. But also keep in mind it's a pretty sad story. Wow. Yeah, no, you you were really going deep into there. Um yeah, no, I like like you, like there this Oppenheimer has really opened up my mind to a lot of just different stories at the time. And obviously we we've spoken about that leading into Oppenheimer. We, we, we were watching a lot of just different documentaries and movies that kind of are all set during world war two. Um, and it's, uh, and then seeing Oppenheimer, which is a very different perspective of what we're, I think used to seeing in world war two. Um, but Oppenheimer hasn't left my mind. So I, I've, I've seen it three times. I've seen it. Obviously, we saw the opening night. I saw it with my dad and I saw it with you guys. Um, the day I also saw it with my dad later on that night, I went to go see Barbie. So I actually got to do the Barbenheimer, which let me tell you, seeing both those movies in one day, I don't know how people are doing it because it's they're so there's such different movies. So like going from Oppenheimer then to watching Barbie, it really like the, I know that was everyone's kind of original method of suggesting to watch yeah like you leave oppenheimer and then you go watch barbie because it's going to be a lot more upbeat and joyful and then i remember a couple weeks ago when we were shay was mentioned is like yeah no go see barbie first and it's so true because the weight of the world that oppenheimer leaves you on you literally like there's no mindset that you could kind of get out of it you need to sit with the weight of that movie so shay you're 100 right on that note um i also want to ask you guys now that Barbie and Oppenheimer are both out in theaters and they're both killing it at the box office. I need to know what's the better movie Barbie or Oppenheimer. And I'm going to get Anthony to start us off. I'm going to go with Oppenheimer. I, they're totally different movies. I know you can't really compare the two. They're so different, but they're so different in timelessness and like, just production and storytelling and performances. I know it's it's hard. Like there are great performances. Barbie and Barbie story is great, but like this is yeah, this transcends just gender. It transcends uh 
it's a human level type of movie. I think it's it's one of those things that you'll just watch and the way it's shot, the way you know we learn about a, a historical figure. There's a lot of things that this movie tells that a lot of people don't know about, and it really sets in motion, you know, what the world was like then and what we are currently experiencing now. I think it just it's fitting. It's also going to be one of those movies where people will look at it and say, "This is." This is one of the greatest films of all time. I like that. And, you know, I, I tend to agree with you that Oppenheimer is a movie that has completely shaken me to my core. And it wasn't until the second and even third watching that I was like, this might be my favorite movie of the year right now. And I'm looking at Across the Spider-Verse like you are um, still number one in my heart. But Oppenheimer has just stayed in my mind. It's it's a parasite that stayed in my mind throughout all of you know, everything that we've watched or experienced, I keep going back, thinking about it, looking at showtimes. I'm just looking, I'm just opening up the app and looking at showtimes, even though I'm not going to go. I'm still thinking about like, I want to go and watch it or I can make the showtime or listening to the soundtrack. Um, but also, I think there's a word that you said, Anthony, timelessness. And I think Oppenheimer is such a timeless movie that 10, 20, 50 years from now, people will look back at it and be like, this is the definitive film of this of world war ii or the trinity test or about an event that changed the direction changed the, the the spinning of the worlds this is the definitive way of looking at history and uh i really think that it's it's up there with christopher nolan's best you know he's my favorite filmmaker he's my favorite director of all time and uh i know it's recency bias as well but i just haven't stopped thinking about it so i'm going to give it to oppenheimer as well shabazz where are you right now you know, I, I absolutely loved Barbie. Like, Barbie's so fun. It's so good. There's so many things I love about it, especially the fact that everyone just drove out to the theaters to go watch it. The fact that it brought so many people in and it created fans um, of all ages um, is amazing. Uh, but technically speaking, uh, I think Oppenheimer is the better film, and I and I loved Oppenheimer for those reasons. But it, it, it's no shade to Barbie as well. I think Barbie's no, fantastic. Not I think Barbie's going to keep killing it. It's going to reach a billion dollars very soon. Uh, and it's going to continue to do well. And it's a movie that is going to be talked about a lot, uh, just like Oppenheimer. But yeah, I have to give the edge to Oppenheimer. That's it's true. Now, I, there's another thing I want to ask you guys, and I don't mean to put movies against each other, but I do want to ask you your opinions because we had two you know, horror or more spooky movies open up this past weekend with Talk to Me and with Haunted Mansion. Now, Talk to Me seems to be doing really well at the box office. I mean, it had a lot smaller budget than Haunted Mansion did. But I'm curious, with the with our conversations that we've been having with Mission Impossible releasing at probably the worst time ever for a movie release, and especially of all movies, Mission Impossible, do you think Talk to Me or Haunted Mansion especially would have fared better having released closer to halloween i know it's a little bit different when it comes to like a24 and even just hor traditional horror films that they could release at any time and be okay but a movie like haunted mansion which we'll talk more about the box office soon um do you think that it should have you know really held and released later on this year uh yeah i mean i think it should have been a disney plus film to be honest with you in the fall time period because I wasn't a big fan of the film myself personally, and um, yeah, neither and it, was I. Yeah, and it it just it didn't do much for for this time period as well. Like we're in July right now, 
and I know you're like, oh, but you like talk to me. Yeah, talk to me for some reason. It feels timeless. Like you can watch that movie in Christmas still. It, it not that it's a Christmas <laughs> film, and and you and you will because you you're known for the Christmas. I am. Movies, I am so known for the true. Christmas horror movies. Yes, uh, but it's just a movie that it it doesn't have. It doesn't feel like it's fitting into a a type of year. Whereas Haunted Mansion really feels like, oh, we're the spooky Halloween film, and yeah, talking yeah. to me is just like we're a good movie and we're just a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, ha- and ha- I, I think that's so true. Yeah, Haunted Mansion is it it's on, it plays the tropes of the Halloween spooky ghosty, you know, going to a haunted mansion, going to a haunted house, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. So it would have probably worked better during Halloween. While Talk to Me doesn't doesn't revolve around that that horror hollywood trope of this is halloween this feels different because it's like it's very viral based it it uh, it doesn't have like a time period like shay said where it's like oh it's fall it's it's australia so it's probably like summer it's always hot like it just it just feels like something that would have been captured at any moment and it's the hand that really like spooks you out that you don't really need it to come out during a specific month for it to be impactful for you know a genre. Yeah, and and I and I think that's so true because you look at Haunted Mansion. I'm like you're le- releasing a week after Barbie and Oppenheimer. You're going you, you they got moved there because the uh, the Marvels was supposed to come out this weekend. Like it's crazy to think that we were supposed to live in a world where we'd have all these massive movies just overstepping each other and I, we knew years ago that this would be an issue with uh, during the pandemic that like all these movies are ne- are going to need to come out and find their way and some movies are killing it and finding their audience and even obviously a week later barbie is making you know headlines and oppenheimer is making headlines and breaking records for their respective type of films and it's it's amazing to see that and then you see other movies where are truly suffering because of where they're releasing and i think Putting anything close to Barbenheimer this year, like the, I think once a year, there's always that that movie or that moment that really shifts, uh, that just kind of shifts the way people goes to go to the theater and brings the normies out. And I, like, no disrespect to the general audience, but when you're getting people talking about a movie that don't traditionally talk about or care about movies or going to the theater ever. Um, that's when you know you're going to start breaking records, and that's what obviously what Barbie's doing, and Oppenheimer's getting that engagement out to the theaters as well too. So to have movies like Mission Impossible, you know, really struggling, and to have Haunted Mansion struggling as well too, especially with those budgets, um, I really hope that studios going forward start to try and think a little bit more about the strategic releasing of their films. But this is also a time where studios are making really strange decisions and pushing movies because. They don't want to pay their actors or their writers, you know, the fair wages. So we're we're going to a very interesting time in the next uh, year. I I want to talk about Mission Impossible just quickly because you know last year around this time Top Gun was unbelievable, right? Like it was hitting the numbers. It was hitting, you know, yeah, a num- month and a half later, number one coming yeah, out. Wasn't it that it started number one and then ended the summer as number one? And yeah. it's it's also a movie that you just it's it's one of those once in a moment type of movies where it really connected with the audience and no offense to um mission impossible dead reckoning yeah it had uh, like oppenheimer and barbie that the marketing behind it and just the juggernaut it became and it just became this snowball effect where everyone was connected to it it really had no chance it truly didn't it and even though that it's a good movie it's a great film it has 
an amazing story, great performances. It just couldn't keep up like all the other movies from last year that just couldn't couldn't beat Top Gun. And Top Gun had no like the idea of the sequel to Top Gun had no right being first in the in the summer and ending the summer first. But it was yeah, so good. Yeah, as like, good as it was, you know. Right? Yeah. So it's just it just had the competition this year, especially Tom Cruise. I know he's probably like I don't know, punching a wall or something. I'm not too sure jumping off a, a mountain, but <laughs> yelling at the COVID robots. I just, you know, we we had this perception of, well, look, this, well, this is Tom Cruise's downfall. Now, what's the next Mission Impossible? And that's not the case. I think it's just no a time period where there are things that become bigger and bigger. And hopefully the next Mission Impossible, it comes out during a time where the conversation can strictly be Mission Impossible. Look at Indiana yeah, Jones. And, and, Indiana Jones, one of the yeah. biggest franchises in the world. No one talked about it. No one talked about it. And that's it came that's, and went, right? Yeah, it, it and didn't that, even and that's, come. And that's, that's the problem. It didn't even come. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's and that's what's wild, right? Like I love Dead Reckoning. Like I uh, I I really do love that movie. But when you're when you're, yeah, you're you're in a time where you no matter how big your movie is, you're going up against a pop culture phenomenon. Like Barbenheimer was a year of uh, in the making of just going bigger and bigger and bigger and it's like no matter what you're doing the fact that you're going up against christopher nolan with who always you know has success at the box office and barbie which is a film that's been marketed more than i've ever seen a movie be marketed before it's like you you can't win that that's that's mission impossible itself you can't do it it's you can't you can't beat that and the fact that they were losing imax screens so you're losing more money because of those screens and now because it didn't make as much money during barbenheimer it lost screens from distributors and or exhibitors and now it's like okay now you're gonna only make less and less money because you're not gonna be playing on as many more screens and i hope paramount sees that and be like yeah we really messed up the release for this because it's a great movie released at the worst possible time Shall we get into some news? Are you, is that cool with you guys? Very. Very. Okay. Now, it's been a while since we've done a news jingle remote, so I'm just going to do it, and uh, we're, we're just going to have a good time with it. We're going to make sure it works, okay? Are you the only one doing it, or are we No, all no, 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 no. Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to say the words that lead us to go into the jingle. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Let's get into the news. I mean, it's... That was some Oppenheimer shit right there. <laughs> it was it was a little everywhere now let's you know let's get to the the biggest news of the week which obviously is uh something that we literally predicted last week we're like hey are movie delays incoming you bet your ass they are because sony pictures has let the world know that there are a bunch of uh delays coming starting with of course the one that we all knew was going to happen beyond the spider-verse not only was it delayed it was just taken off the schedule completely, which having watched across the Spider-Verse and then hearing, you know, and some animators speaking out against, you know, the crunchy conditions and the, the craziness of getting that movie made. There was no way in hell this movie was coming out in March. There was no way in hell this movie was supposed to come out less than a year later. Before we get to all the other delays, you know, Shabazz, what are your thoughts on uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse, just getting removed from the schedule, and when do you think it's going to release? Just give me a year. I, I think 2025 is a realistic 
area to be in. Again, it also depends on when studios can go back to making movies. But yeah, we're not surprised at all. I mean, Beyond the Spider-Verse isn't even close to being done yet. It's it's not even, I think it's like maybe only a couple of percents in to, to getting started. So it's it's going to be a while and I'm okay with it. As long as you give me something as good as Across the Spider-Verse or better, I will definitely let the time uh, happen. It's 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 hard, man. Like, like I'm seeing people saying like, yeah, people think that it was coming out next year. I could see even something even crazier because they've had so much backlash with, um, you know, the the working conditions for this for this movie. I would even say 2026. Yeah, like, I think possible. it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of a bigger delay, and obviously, it sucks for people for us who are we're waiting and so excited for it, but we want the conditions of the people actually making the movie to be good and healthy and to be you know, well-rested and be able to eat. So, yeah, we're, I think we're okay with that. Anthony, how about you? Any predictions on a release here? And what are your thoughts on it being removed entirely? Well, you know, I remember you guys saying it the most that, yeah, there's no way this movie is coming out the next year. And then, you know, you could see the chain reaction of the VFX artists who were affected by it. And and it kind of led up to, okay, now it's completely off the table for, the, uh, for 2024. So, you know, Shay's right. It, 2025, 2026 is a good time for it to come out. Then again, we don't know what the world looks like at that time. VFX artists right now are being laid off because there's not a lot of productions happening. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to expect in the coming years, but yeah, it could be even longer than that. It could be 2027. I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, if they don't figure out this strike because everything is being pushed back and back and back and then we lay off a bunch of VFX artists because there's not a lot of work do they even come back to this line of work because of the amount of stress that you know there's a lot of things they could go to video gaming they could go there's a lot of options and avenues for other for VFX artists I don't know we'll see yeah, there, there's a lot of dates, and I'm looking at some of these other uh, these other dates that Sony has announced in the past. So they have like June 27th, 2025, and they have dates in 2026 and 2027. So I wouldn't be surprised if it slides into one of those release dates. But also, like you said, Anthony, nothing's guaranteed at this point. We don't know what the future holds. What if, like, uh, beyond the Spider Verse, if it's going to be a bigger sequel than Across the Spider Verse was, then maybe that even takes five years to make. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you you never know. And you look at the time between Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse, it's five years in between those movies. I could easily see them taking as much time as they want and maybe using that time as well. You know, like, at the end of the day, Across the Spider-Verse did very well at the box office, but, you know, they're going to want to take as much time as they can to make a better sequel, something that even tops that. So... I think we're looking at at least two to three years before we see Beyond the Spider-Verse, which uh, it's hard, especially ending with the cliffhanger of an ending. Um, Some other shifts that we've gotten this year. Of course, Craven the Hunter was supposed to be releasing on Shabazz's birthday. But guess what? He got another birthday present saying, don't worry, you don't have to watch this on your birthday. It was my Mario movie. It was your Mario movie. So I got the Mario movie on my birthday. And of course, Craven fan number one, Shabazz, was when he gets. Um, I was Craven some Craven, on buddy. His birthday. Craven some Craven. So Craven has been pushed from October 6th and is now going to be releasing all the way into August 2024. So that's. Uh, 
that's a huge push. I don't like I'm I'm surprised. And I think seeing this happen, I'm like, okay, I, I don't know if this is because there's a lot of work to be done left on the movie. Is are we getting to a Morbius scenario? Remember when Morbius for the first trailer for Morbius came out? And it's like, oh, from the studio that brought you Far From Home. And then by the time the last trailer came out, it was from the studio that brought you um No Way Home. Because it was been so long between the the marketing cycles are we do you think craven's another movie that you think craven's gonna be like another morbius anthony definitely i think i think it's on the the right track a year from it's like it was supposed to come out two months from now and it's yeah postponed a year i was telling a friend who worked on it who wasn't even aware of the pushback i was talking to him on friday and i said yeah, Craven's been pushed back. He's like, what do you mean Craven's been pushed back? Yeah, it's been pushed back a year. He's like, a year? I worked on that project for so long. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh, he was so shocked. And I don't know if it's, I, I, I haven't really looked at the release schedule of 2024. So I don't know if they don't want to compete with anyone. So August is a good time for a movie to come out for, for them at that time. But a year? Like even March or April, I feel like there's there's space for Craven to to shine its fur but really um <laughs> this says a lot about do they really believe in this movie do they not um and there's also like i don't think it's going to be a great film just based on the trailer craven doesn't even have an accent like that kind of that kind of bothers me like why is russell crowe have an accent and you have aaron taylor johnson with a british accent i, I would feel like a british accent makes more sense than just having this american accent but that's a, another story but yeah it's uh that's too far and i feel like it's gonna get crushed by that it's it's tough but also when you look at march next year we have elio which is the pixar film we have kung fu panda 4 we have a quiet place day one and we have godzilla kong the new empire and snow white coming out and mickey 17 coming out so like it's a it's another busy month at the movies next year so i'm, I'm yeah again if these movies are even going to be releasing right because at, at this point who knows? Who knows what's actually going to be coming out? What's going to be sticking to its schedule? Uh, some more delays that we got this year, or sorry, this week, for movies that were supposed to come out this year. Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, the sequel to that, which was um, which was supposed to be coming out this Christmas, this December, has been pushed to March 29th, 2024. So there you go. There's your March movie for next year, Anthony. That's where Ghostbusters is going. Again, really weird spot for Ghostbusters where I feel like if you're going to release a Ghostbusters film, I feel like why wouldn't you want to release it in October where it's like people want to watch some spooky stuff? You know it, what I mean? It makes sense. Even like, like the last one came out, what, November? Was it November Ghostbusters time? Afterlife came out in, I will tell you right now, uh, November 19th. Yeah. Yeah. So even like around that, like just the fall, like at least stick to, you know, the, the, the theme of the, 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 the season. But mm -hmm fucking march i don't know yeah march is march is a tough spot shay what are your thoughts on this it's it, it is a tough spot i mean i don't know it's it's a i'm curious to see how it does i think uh none of the movies that you've kind of mentioned for march right now minus the bong joon ho mickey 17 14 17 yeah. 17 none of them are really grabbing my attention but uh, but like do, like in terms of like like competition wise yeah like they just they don't seem to be I think lighting the world on fire. I don't, I don't think they're going to be as big of a film. So I don't know what March is going to look like it, it, right now. Maybe Snow White will do really well because obviously you have Rachel Zegler. Rachel Zegler. Yeah. But I don't know, man. 
Uh, we'll have to see. But it, but it's still big movies, right? And even a quiet still place, movies, like yeah. a quiet place, and Godzilla versus Kong, like those are huge movies to put Ghostbusters up against. I just don't know? know if anyone's excited for any of these films, though. I'm not. I'm not excited for any of those. Maybe Snow yeah. White, but like, I don't know. I I don't think. Yeah, I know, but but excited. at least they're at least are proven like movies that make money, though, right? Yeah. Like Godzilla and Kong and things like that. Like, that, like that's that's big to come out like that week, right? Where it's like, yeah. oh, like you're you're coming up. But I feel like people are a little movies. bit more. They will be a little bit more selective going into movies next year, especially. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, we will see what happens. It's 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 a tight month. Like there's a lot there's a lot happening. So again, it's just like a lot of stuff's going to be thrown at you, and we're going to see what comes to the top, right? I don't think anyone expected. It's the movies that you know i don't think any we knew barbie and oppenheimer i think we're going to do well but i don't think people expected them to do this well you have movies like mission impossible not lighting the world on fire at the box office so like we're in a time where there's no guarantees either way now right it's it's really creepy that that's kind of like just how things are right now um another interesting delay that we got and this is for a movie that's was supposed to be coming out next week gran turismo got pushed so we got pushed they got pushed another two weeks out so it's now coming up at the end of august august 25th that um we're finally going to be see gran turismo what do you do you guys have any you know speculation so why this happened it's a little bit of a weird one it's so weird i was just when i heard about it i'm like well why what what what's going to happen in the next two weeks that you need to be to push back or to change your your release strategy and all the marketing behind it too, because people were probably expecting it to come out certain. Now you got to like yeah. market that, saying, "Oh no, it's actually two weeks from now." Uh, so yeah, weird choice. I, I don't just think it's it's because of Barbenheimer. I think they were seeing how well Barbenheimer is doing, and they're like, "Okay, hey, yep, two more weeks is not going to hurt us too much. It may benefit us." It's it's interesting because the studio is going to release Gran Turismo in select theaters on the weekend of August 11th, and then August 11th and 18th. So there's going to be like these like almost like. Um, early screenings that people could buy tickets to then it's finally going to expand wide on august 25th so it's a very uh it's a very strange strategy and uh, you know when uh when we saw the press release come out and said you know actors can't promote this movie but the fans can so i feel like they're trying to get fans to see it those opening weekends to bring the hype and get word of mouth going so people could be like oh when it opens wide we'll you know, we'll have, you know, more people interested in it because people saying it's a good movie, which everything we've heard so far, people have been saying it's a really good movie. It, so it's just I think the phrasing of that is it, just it felt super weird and tone, tone deaf, deaf. Yeah, but I get it because, you know, Gran Turismo is based on a video game. So fans of the video game should be pushing this movie to be to, you know, have people watch. But yeah, and do well. It's just man, like who thinks of your your. Like, who writes these things? I, I'm, I'm, it's definitely not me. Uh, but uh, and you know what I'm saying? Like, why can't they get proper pe- like people with just common sense and say, let's phrase this in such a way that it yeah, like this this not- won't make any issues online by saying something like this. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Are you gonna pay the fans to also give you good reviews too? Like, it's just weird. It's so strange. I don't I don't like the phrasing at all. Uh, two movies got dates as well too. So we now have a date for Venom Three, which is now going to be released on July twelfth. 2024 and bad boys 4 which is set to be released on june 14th 2024 now i know uh, i think both of these movies have begun shooting or at least venom 3 has begun shooting um just i just want a quick yes or no from both of you guys will venom 3 hit its release date 
No. Anthony? <laughs> Can I have a fourth? I don't care. No, I'm just joking. No. Uh, <laughs> yes or no? No. Will Bad Boys 4 hit its release date? No. Yes. Interesting. Okay. I always think back to when we watched Bad Boys for Life, which again, they had such a great title that they used on the third movie. Um, that owned January. And that really was the kind of the last movie theater experience we had before COVID. So mm-hmm. I- I'm curious if they decide, hey, you know what? Let's go back in a January spot and we'll see. We'll see what happens because we're uh, we're not that far. Like that's a year away. And, and like I always think about like I feel like back in the day we used to get trailers for movies that we'd get like, oh, a year from now. And I think of Interstellar or I think of, you know, like just movies in general. We'll be like, yeah, like a year from now, this is the movie that you're going to be watching. And the fact that we're like four months out from Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, there's no trailer. You know, there's there's so many movies that are supposed to come out very soon and we haven't seen anything. It's a little, uh, it's very concerning. And I know we're in a weird time right now with the strikes, but still it's, it's like the marketing for movies is there's some movies that like don't get marketed. And then studios wonder, Whoa, why didn't it do well? It's because people don't know about it. Right? Like you look at haunted mansion who knew that movie was coming out. Like, like even us in the industry, were like, Oh wow, that's, that's coming out in July. That's, that's in a couple weeks from now when we started thinking about it more. I think it's just, you know, you, they spent so much money building these movies with a budget like, I don't know how much Haunted Mansion had. I think maybe like 200 million or something like that, from what I remember. Like 150, I think. Okay. And then you got to invest more money. And you as a company probably are not going to make it because you just don't have the money. Just, just from what we've learned in the past, you know, three weeks, four weeks about studios and how they run their business. And it's just why should they market something that you know Oppenheimer and Barbie had the opportunity it was really Barbie that had this huge marketing opportunity and they took advantage of it and they made it something and Oppenheimer kind of rolled the t- uh, wrote on its back because of it but a haunted mansion or gran turismo or i don't know what's the the marvels there, there's there's no marketing for it we we got a trailer for the marvels but like there's just there's no setup and it's it I feel like it doesn't take that much to build setup because you have social media available for you. And yeah, that's like that excitement of like, oh my God, this is like or we look at the Dark Knight or Barbie or these movies are just like, oh my God, you have like this year long campaign where yeah. it's just part of people's minds, their collective unconscious throughout, right? Where they're just thinking about it nonstop. Where I and I know there's so many movies coming out now, so I know there's so many other distractions, but I felt like Barbie and Oppenheimer felt special because I've been thinking of them as special for the last year. You know what I mean? Where not a lot of movies do that anymore. You had a strategy and without a strategy, your movie will come out, will make some money and then will be forgotten. And that's, yeah. that's the thing. That's the problem with Hollywood. There's just so many movies that come out. They don't have the marketing. No one talks about it and then they just become forgotten. Like talk to me. Their marketing was focused through viral campaigns through TikTok and, and Instagram where people were showcasing how scary it was and the hand and all these things. But that that was how much did that cost them? Probably nothing because it was just that word of mouth that that really built that excitement for that film. And the budget and again it's it all comes back to the budget, right? Like you have a budget that makes sense that was four point five million dollars. So anytime you open up that movie, it's going to do well and it's going to make its money back because you 
you look at again i haven't seen talk to me in theaters um or at all i don't know why i specified yeah. but i haven't i haven't i haven't watched the movie but i have seen the trailer and the production value of that movie looks so much more interesting and so much more like i could wrap my head around this than haunted mansion which is a movie i did see in theaters and just looked like uh it was just like, like there was nothing that really uh, grabbed me or or felt like tangible in it you know daniel why was haunted mansion 150 million dollars uh, it was why? also it was also longer than we expected to the the length wise. Yeah, like, I remember seeing. I think Letterbox had the the time at like eighty eight minutes. I'm like, oh, that's a short movie. Yeah, and it was over two hours. I'm like, why? I remember. I, I, why I, is it one hundred and fifty million dollars? My Daniel, why? You told me this movie was eighty eight minutes. Why is it still going? <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, but no yeah, reason. like you look at a hundred a hundred fifty million dollars. That movie was fifty million dollars more than Oppenheimer. Like, what? 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 Why? It just, it just, it blows me away. Then, and then people wonder why studios, you know, have layoffs and stuff like that. It's because there's dumb decisions made from the top, and then unfortunately impacts everyone at the bottom for the decisions made from the people up there. Um, speaking of dumb decisions made from the people up top, Sean William Scott was only paid eight thousand dollars for playing Stifler in American Pie. And he says, I ended up having to work at the LA Zoo as a churro guy, so maybe it was even less than eight K. And the film made $235 million worldwide. Sean William Scott, friend of the show, someone we absolutely adore. Um, this is wild to read, like when the story was breaking. We've been seeing a lot of actors coming out this week on the picket lines, sharing their story, sharing their $0 checks that are being sent by these giant companies. Um, and it's like, first of all, why even send the check for $0? Because like it you're spending more money. more money sending that, sending more money to cost that than to actually just say like hey yeah you're not getting anything um yeah this this is ridiculous has there been any other stories this week that have kind of jumped out of you i know there's been a lot in terms of like actor residuals and things like that but or, or is there anything that's kind of opened your guys's eyes this week to like a perspective that you did not expect with everything going on with this uh, actor strike and with the writer strike I mean, yeah, there's the the idea of residual checks, I think, is is so interesting. You always think that, okay, a movie did really well. I mean, yes, sometimes the actors are hired on. Uh, like, American Pie was a phenomenon. Like, it hitting $235 million worldwide was was insane because it's a, it's a low-budget indie kind of looking film. And it did really, really well. Now, do the actors have to negotiate prior to their prior to their signing? Like, hey, if the movie does well, can I get some box office residuals, et cetera, et cetera? You kind of wonder about that too. But also, everyone in that film was a brand new actor, minus Eugene Levy. So you have people that maybe just don't know how the industry works, or they're just gonna take the break that they kind of get. Uh, and then you see um, uh, the, the the dad from uh, Lizzie McGuire, uh, Mr. Carradine. Also, yep. zero zero dollar checks. You know, it's just it's just wild. That's a show that is probably being watched a lot on Disney Plus, and he's getting nothing from it. It sucks. I mean, it's like keep you you want to pay these artists for their work. It's it's not asking for a lot. It's not like they're doing movies every day. So give them the money they deserve. Yeah, it's wild. Anthony, any thoughts? Um, you know it. It's interesting because I think at that point in time. Sean probably didn't have an established career yet. And a lot of the, a lot of times these studios are like, no, you're going to make more money from your future projects. Yeah. And that will lead you, but you know, you got to start from the bottom and that's, that's the general 
consensus throughout all types of jobs, right? Like you always got to start from the bottom, you work your way to the top. And yeah, it, it, I don't know. We'll, and I, you know, American Pie was probably a risk too, because who knew if it was going to be that big at that time. But I think this point in time with the way studios make money, especially with executives and how they make money and how that kind of trickles down, I think it's time for you know, proper wages to be standardized throughout the, the, the union and throughout the, the whole Hollywood circus Bubble. and yeah. and just really focus on delivering great content and great movies and great storytelling and you know hopefully that will connect with the audience that will generate the revenue to continue doing these amazing things and yeah i don't want to see artists getting zero dollar checks that's just it costs more to send the check. Why? Like, I don't understand. Why would you say send a zero dollar check? Just it's, but you, it's, it's ridiculous. Com- it's computer automated, right? Like I'm guessing it's just like yeah. But um, yeah, it's just like I said last week. It's this boiling point of all these things that build up, and I don't know what what Hollywood looks like in the next couple of years, man. It's just it's like Mad Max right now. It, it, it is and like you, you look at like even with our show and it's like you you just look at what's coming and it's like okay you know tiff is around the corner you know we're we're getting announcements for all these movies coming to tiff is that is that going to happen is what's are these studios going to decide you know what we're not going to release our movie here we, we're seeing movies shift around so it's like everything feels up in the air right now um you know on the topic of tiff you know we had uh heyo uh, miyazaki's the boy and the heron which is going to be releasing and debuting at TIFF at the gala presentation on September 7th, which is massive. It's the first time a Japanese film or even an animated film has opened the festival. And we've been hearing amazing things about this movie. So it's great that it's going to be opening at a festival that we love here and it's local to us. So we'll be looking forward to that. Speaking of movie theaters, though, and you know, we were talking about the Marvels and IMAX a little bit earlier. IMAX has just announced that there's going to be uh, they're expanding their life. Uh, sorry, their long term partnership with Cineplex, obviously, because who else is there in Canada for them to you know, expand their relationship with? Um, so over the next, I w- it looks like the next five years or so, um, we're going to be getting um, obviously the 24 existing IMAX locations. They're going to be staying there. They're going to be staying IMAX, which is great. But they're also going to be new IMAX theaters built. So we're going to have five new IMAX systems across Canada, as well as some upgrades to laser, which is very inside baseball for Canadian watchers and viewers of the of the movie podcast. But more IMAX screens are, are the better because, you know, if we're looking into getting tickets right now for Oppenheimer, it's the most sold out I've ever seen a movie in IMAX ever. And I'm looking at Avengers. I'm talking about all these films that have released throughout history getting tickets to Oppenheimer two weeks, three weeks out in IMAX is becoming like the new Taylor Swift tickets. It's like, it's impossible to get. You have to start scalping them. You're going to start to have to, you know, going on all like StubHub to try and get good seats for them. Cause it's, it's, we're living in a wild time. Have you guys, have you been seeing like the, the madness of trying to get tickets for this? Have you been seeing the outrage oh, yeah. on social media? Oh it's yeah. Nuts. I was able to get tickets for August 13th for IMAX uh, down the road for me. Uh, because everything leading up to that point has been sold out. August 13th. Yeah. We're not in August at the moment. As of this no, day is what That's two July. weeks from now. Yeah. 
and that's a movie that's come out to like three weeks beforehand so it's 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 great but it's also it's interesting because there's not a lot of imax theaters that do this type of thing they do all Mm -hmm. laser imax it's all digital so it's it's hard to find something that still has like this analog vibe to it See, going, seeing it and hearing the film, like that was an experience, and that was a thing, and that's a that's a format you're talking about, Anthony. Is like the one that's close to you with the IMAX and being shot on film, but also just traditional IMAX screenings of it have been very full over the last for like the last weeks, which is which is amazing to see. And we're going to talk about box office very soon. But while we're on the topic of IMAX, IMAX says that the Marvels, which is coming out in November, um, will get zero screens because they're showing Dune two for five to six weeks of course dune 2 being a film that was shot with imax cameras how do we feel about this i feel like this is the first marvel film in a very long time to not have an imax release um shabazz i'll get you to start us off with this conversation yeah i mean at the end of the day uh dune is the one that i was most excited to see in imax it's a movie that looks fantastic the 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 trailer for this movie looks amazing in imax um and from what I understand, the Marvels was not shot for IMAX. So it would just be an upscaled version of that movie. So yeah, by all means, give it to Dune. Dune has literally IMAX branding in it. It's a movie that did so well. The first one did so well in IMAX. 25% of its box office came from IMAX. So yeah, give it to Dune because it's going to kill it. It's going to be the Oppenheimer of that time. I don't think it's going to do as well, but let's let's see. You don't think Dune 2 will do as well as Oppenheimer? I, I hope. I, I hope I'm wrong. I just sometimes I worry. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're not wrong to worry. Dune 2 is also a movie that we were worried wasn't even going to happen. If you go back to a review of the first Dune, which we also watched at TIFF, uh, we were worried that, you know, is this movie even going to get a sequel because it's such a part one of a movie and they haven't announced part two. And wildly enough, it actually is going to be released two years later if pending anything happening with the writer strike anthony i know you have a very um specific take when it comes to movies being released in imax and this is something that tom cruise had an issue with as well but give us your thoughts on the marvels not getting an imax release yeah no imax no imax theater that's it like it's straightforward <laughs> you know if you haven't in, shot any sequences in imax then you don't have your movie in imax imax is designed for imax movies and at a time, it might have made sense for movies to be distributed through because there wasn't a lot of people using those cameras. But now, with Nolan, with with uh, uh, Villeneuve, and who else wants to use it? And I think a lot of directors will start incorporating into their films more and more. Um, that's when you would have your films in IMAX. And there's this competitive... Tom Cruise is like so mad that, oh, my movie's not going to be in IMAX because it's going to be digitally stretched and it'll look good though. And it's just like, but it's not shot. Like when we watched Oppenheimer, you know that's shot in IMAX because you can feel it and you can see it because it's the resolution, it's the, 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 the scope and of the height and width. Yeah. Or IMAX certified cameras, which we've been seeing a lot more movies doing where it's like taking up that full frame, right? Right. But even it has to be IMAX. Like, if you want your films to be in IMAX, you have to have some sort of IMAX hardware being used in your film to be distrib- to shown in a theater like that. And I know that sounds wacky and sounds insane, but just imagine as like a filmmaker who you shot it in this format and you want people to watch it and you don't have the screen to watch it. 
that's insane. And sorry, Marvels. Yeah. Like, that's sorry, Disney, Mar- Marvel, and Marvels. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I'm right there with you because you look at movies that you know take advantage either with IMAX certified cameras, which uh, you look at Endgame, you look at Infinity War, where they have those sequences that the the, the whole movies were shot with IMAX certified cameras that allow you to take up that whole aspect ratio, you feel like you're watching a movie properly in that IMAX format. And I think what happened for a long time is that IMAX was used as, yeah, we're just going to show the movie in IMAX. And yeah, it's going to look great on a big screen, but when there's no shifting IMAX uh, aspect ratio, or it just feels like a movie that's just being released in this format without any additional reason too especially if there's competition at the time right it'd be different if a movie was releasing in imax and using an imax screen that it was taking it away from a movie that actually shot it in imax right and i think that's also the distinction here i think of a movie like the batman which we watched for the first time in imax and it looked great on the huge screen it didn't have any shifting imax ratios but it also wasn't taking a screen away from a movie that was in imax so if you're having a movie like dune which I think is going to be a huge phenomenon later this year, hopefully coming out. It being ha- it having so many aspect ratios, sorry, it having so many shots in the larger aspect ratio, it deserves to be seen on IMAX, right? One hundred percent. And I think a lot of the time studios were just kind of abusing that fact of like, oh yeah, we'll put it in IMAX and we'll get double the price for a ticket, but you're not getting double the the experience of watching it in that format, right? Let's get over to box office. Yeah. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Um, I know. It was, it was weird. It's weird doing it. It's weird doing it remote. Okay. Doing the I know. Cha-ching. I know. I know. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, in terms of box office, pretty, pretty substantial. I mean, Oppenheimer earned 174 million at the domestic box office, bringing its total to around 400 million at the global box office. It's already Woo. outperformed the lifetime grosses of the two prior Nolan films. Uh, uh, efforts being then, Dunkirk and Tenet. Yeah, it for some reason says on here Batman Begins. I don't know why. Batman Begins. Oh, oh I lifetime guess because, grosses, uh, a lifetime grosses of Batman Begins and Tenet. Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Haunted Mansion and Talk to Me. Uh, Haunted Mansion debuted in third place with twenty four point six million from thirty seven hundred theaters, while Talk to Me did about ten million. Except obviously. Haunted Mansion, $150 million budget, so there's that you have to kind of worry about. So so Haunted Mansion actually opened up lower than what they were anticipating, and that's yes. also was already low. So they were anticipating $35 million. Yeah, yeah. And wow. uh, Talk To Me did $10 million from about 2,300 theaters as well. Oh, amazing. Yeah, which is the second biggest start in wide release for A24, following Hereditary, which is $13.6 And then um, Sa- Sound of Freedom is added another $13.6 million. Uh, from 3,400 theaters on its fifth weekend. The movie's grossed about already $150 million, which is pretty crazy. Um, Elemental still doing well. Mission Impossible took the fifth spot with $10.2 million, And that's that's pretty that's pretty depressing. But uh, Barbie, yeah, Barbie's still, yeah. Doing, Barbie's still doing pretty hot. I'm trying to find the Barbie numbers exactly. Uh, uh, I have uh, it here on my screen if you 90, want them. $93 million, right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. $93 million. That's, that's wild. It's for a wild. second weekend? Yeah. Wow crazy um i was read i was seeing a another breakdown of of um oppenheimer where it's going to it's total cume sorry where did it go um that it's anticipating to make worldwide by the end of its run between 740 to 900 million dollars isn't that like again if you were to tell anybody that yeah listen this three hour 
biopic of a character of somebody from World War II is going to make almost a billion dollars at the box office. You know what I would have said? It must be directed by Christopher Nolan. That's why. Uh, no, I'm kidding. That's 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 absolutely insane to see that that the numbers that it's doing. It makes me so happy though because it's it's an original film. It's Christopher Nolan. It's it's doing well, and Barbie and both Oppenheimer are just doing so well this year. Mission being in fifth place is absolutely depressing for a movie that um, deserved such a better release window. Or just yeah, it's that's that's tough to see. That's really really uh, daunting to see. Uh, we got some new uh, trailers this week. Or is there anything else that we want to talk about in box office? We're okay? No, I think we're good. All right. Forever hold your peace then. So let's get to some trailers. 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 Okay. That was, uh, <laughs> that was an interesting way of doing it. Uh, we have a few trailers that dropped this week. We had Saw X or Socks, which <laughs> we got our first look at that. Uh, we have The Exorcist Believer. And then, of course, Gen V, which is the sequel series, the side spinoff series of The Boys. Uh, who would like to start us off? Anthony, uh, anyone that uh, stood out to you this week? Anyone that you want to talk about? Not really. Really, these trailers didn't do it much for me. Uh, the Exorcist film which is, I guess, the sequel or the, I don't know, the third or fourth one is to the the main exorcist. Just, just didn't do it. Like, I, it's a movie that, or it's a franchise that's hard to recreate, especially from the first one. And now that they brought back the, the original mom, Ellen Burstyn, it just, yep. now it's like comical where it just, it, you don't have it because it was done in such a time period where it made sense. And now you got these two girls that are being possessed and they're wreaking havoc. And I don't think it'll be as scary or as impactful as the first one was. Well, we'll, we'll see uh, again. It's coming down during a good month. It's coming out during Halloween. So we're, you know, the month of, Halloween. So that <laughs> at least they sense. made the right choice there, right? Yeah, Which is good. I just, but it's also directed by uh, what's his name? David, David Gordon, Gordon Green. Green. David yeah. Gordon Green. And his last two films were not great. And those were Halloween. It's also interesting because this was also the movie that um, they're like, oh yeah, you know, the first one we're going to release in theaters and then the sequels will release on Peacock. So it's like Peacock also just announced that they lost like $1.5 billion this year. So I don't know if that's the best uh, decision when a studio needs money to just kind of drop things on mm-hmm. a service like that. Uh, Shabazz, how about you? Any trailers stand out to you this week? Uh, not really either. I mean, Saw 10 looks like the same Saw. Like, I, I don't know why it's coming out. I mean, from what we've been hearing, they pushed it up because they were really happy with how this movie looks. I'm surprised by that. So I, I'm curious when this film comes out, how it actually does. Exodus Believer was too long of a trailer. Once you have a three minute plus trailer and you, you still can't sell me on the movie, that's a big, that's a big no-no. Uh, and Gen V just looks like more boys, which is either a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. I mean, I love the boys. We all love the boys here. Um, but how can you keep it interesting and keep it spicy still? I think that's what's going to be interesting. And I think when it comes out, we'll definitely have our review out for it. Um, I, I'm curious how it does. Yeah, and I, I think we're we're at that point where it's like, yeah, there's it's more boys. Uh, fans of the boys will probably be you know 
hoping or looking forward to it since we still don't know when season four is going to come out. It's going to probably be sometime next year at this point. But yeah, we just got to wait and see what's coming out. Yeah, there wasn't anything trailer wise this week for me as well, too. Um, that really did it for me. We did get a new trailer as well for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, of course, our review is out and it's out this week in theaters. Uh, but that's really about it this week on the movie podcast. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Anything that's on your uh, on the noodles right now that you want to you know bring to the good people? No. No. <laughs> For those watching, Shay did such a dramatic lean into the microphone and he's just like, you know what? No, there's nothing I want to talk uh, about. I decline. I decline to answer. You know, we have, you know, we are in an uncertain time right now with the writer strike, with the actor strike. And of course, as we always say in all of our episodes that, you know, there would be no movie podcast without writers or the actors who bring their words to life. So we're in full support of them. Um, but we are, you know, for our show and for fans of the movie podcast, it's an interesting time right now. So as we have new episodes, as we have new reviews and whatever interviews come our way, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd at the movie podcast. That is the best place to find out all of the cool stuff that we're doing. Um, we're releasing a lot of videos on Instagram and on TikTok especially. So if you're on one of those platforms, please consider following us, leave a comment, like the video, a like goes a long way, a comment goes even further. So please, it helps us out a lot in growing what we want to be. The We want to be the best movie community out there on the internet. We have a great team here between the three of us and we really want to you know, keep growing the show. So please uh, follow us on whatever social media service that you're on. We have lots of great giveaways going on and lots more coming so stay tuned for all of those and more and if you're watching this on youtube please like subscribe leave a comment below and join our discord we're having some great conversations in there uh shay's been killing it with the questions every single week we're having some really fun conversations so please you know come talk with us we we when every time we see somebody new joining the server like it's always a race i think between the three of us to say hi first so it's 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 always a it's you know we we like what we're doing here. We want to keep doing it. And of course, the TIFF is coming up very, very soon. So stay tuned for our plans for that and so much more. Uh, we have a cool event happening this week. So of course, if you want to see what we're up to, you got to follow us on the socials. Our personal socials are also in our show notes below. That is your Bible for everything the movie podcast. Follow everything that we have going on there. That was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next. <laughs>